2: Well, did you miss us yesterday?
1: I,
3: I always do, even okay. even when I'm on. Even when I'm on you right now, I'm missing you guys.
2: <laughs> That's pretty funny. You didn't miss practice so yesterday. What you, would what'd you think? I guess, uh, uh, you know, at some point, the coach has to say something negative about his team to motivate him, and I guess yesterday was the day, huh?
3: Yeah, yeah. well, he was getting after him a little bit. He, he didn't like a couple of things he was seeing out there, but, Uh, That was just pretty much a small snippet of it, and you know, generally overall, I felt like he was really pleased with the way the scrimmage went Saturday, and I know he's pleased overall. I've talked to him just kind of on the side, on the sidelines, and I know he's been pleased with how fast they've started out uh, through this first half. I mean, it's kind of crazy. They've already hit the halfway point. Now to us, it's going to seem like it ends pretty quick because uh, the 12th practice is the 16th. That's the the open practice that they're calling it the spring showcase or something like that. And that's the open practice on the 16th. And then they'll have three more practices after that, but they'll all be closed. There won't be any media availability. They'll just conduct three more practices. So it'll, it'll pretty much end after 12 practices for us instead of the normal 15. Um, but I, I think the most encouraging thing to me was to not see a lot of people missing. Uh, Dalton Wagner has, you know, his back has bothered him. Here and there in the past, it was bothering him a little bit on Tuesday, so they decided to Sam put Pittman put it to shelf him, uh, and because he's played a lot, obviously he's a I mean this is will be his sixth year on campus, so uh, he's played a lot of football at Arkansas, uh, so there's there's no reason to to risk further injury if he's, his back's feeling a little tweaked, and then uh, Christopher Paul who uh, had a concussion uh, in the scrimmage. And that was it. That was all the guys that were missing, that were new anyway, that were were missing after the scrimmage. So that's that's got to make you feel pretty good because it's always just kind of holding your breath a little bit because there's always a chance that you get somebody injured for a practice, and that's just something that you never want to see happen. You never want to see it happen, period. But in a practice in the spring, it's you know it's kind of a gut punch. Uh, but overall, I think they've they've done well. Now today's been kind of a whirlwind. I mean, right when you you start things out right in the morning. Um, you know, you have the, the deal with Clay Moser. I mean, that was 8 o'clock this morning, <laughs> right right when I sat down in my chair to get going. Um, and then, uh, you know, it, they've already promoted from within and, you know, moving on with that spot. And then the next thing you know, Mattia Solis entered the transfer portal, which I'm never a big fan of transferring right in the middle of something. I mean, you're right in the middle of spring football. Why are you transferring? I mean, maybe there's something else going on. I just don't. I don't understand that, but with with him, you know, he's third string right now, and that's not even including Landon Jackson yet, who's who hasn't been able to practice because of knee uh, recovering from that, and you know, you've got Jordan Dominic coming in also. So, I mean, the likelihood is that Soley was going to end up being fourth team. He certainly has dropped off a lot since that freshman year where he started what 11 games, um, and and just hasn't ever. I don't know hasn't made a push it's 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 one of the more i guess disappointing careers just because you know he was a big-time four-star recruit out of georgia uh, legacy coming home back to fayetteville it's a guy that had 25 sacks as a high school senior and just could not ever seem to get that production going uh, so hopefully he finds a place where he can get something done but um you know it's just it, it, it makes a lot of sense for him to transfer. I'm not, again, a big fan of, of transferring in the middle of something. And the same with Lucas Coley. I don't know what all is going on there. Uh, but last week he did not have a very good week of practice. He had, I mean, I saw him throw three interceptions and uh, had a fumble, lost fumble when nobody was around him. Uh, but I also have seen him do really good things to where I'm like, you know, this guy's got a real future. However, I also know that they really like Kay Thornton. And I started seeing K. Fortin come around. If you guys remember, before Sam Pittman said anything about they're liking what K. Fortin's doing, uh, I saw him starting to do stuff.
2: Hello, my phone. Well, my phone just kind of popped off. You know, I don't. It just turned on by itself. How about that? Huh. That's pretty amazing, isn't okay. it? Keep keep talking. Sorry but, about uh, that.
3: Anyway, I saw I saw I started seeing K. Fortin starting to come around. He started a little shaky. At first but i think that you know maturity and experience started to to shine through a little bit um kind of was thinking you know he might move ahead of lucas and i don't know if that's the reason that he decided to transfer but again you know you're in the middle of spring football you're halfway through spring football why transfer right now yeah i i don't i don't i don't know what the reason is behind it but you know he could have been maybe feeling like he was maybe looking at four-team or something. I don't know. So it's the way it goes in this day and age in football. You know, I mean, you're a redshirt freshman quarterback. You don't like where you sit on the death chart. And, again, it could have been something else. Who knows? I don't know what what the, you know, I'm just saying from the outside looking in, um, seems like a weird time to transfer. And then, you know, then you got, I mean, like right when that happens, like literally seconds later, um, you start seeing uh, Mackay and Mikel Mitchell, uh, <laughs> yeah. the two Ford twin brothers, out of uh, – and it's a double. You know, it's not just one, it's two. Uh, right after that, that they commit and sign, announce that they're signing. We started hearing some rumblings of that kind of stuff a couple of days ago that that might uh, be the way that Arkansas was, was moving forward. So uh, I know a lot of people are, like, you know, looking for, like, this, you know, big name at the top of the transfer portal, uh, you know, to fill that, you know, get another big man. But I just don't know that that's 100% realistic. I mean, I
4: those know those guys still were 6'9 and 6'10. Yeah, they're nine and
3: 6'10. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, one of them was really, really highly regarded, and the other one was pretty well regarded. Uh, but I, I think that Arkansas has, has added a lot of size. I mean, they really have. But I just don't know that, like, when you look at, you know, Trevon Brazil and, Uh, You know, Jalen Williams, you know, the likelihood, I I think we would think that he's probably coming back. Uh, You never say for sure, but I kind of think that this is when you when you declare for the NBA draft, you don't hire an agent. A lot of times it's, you know, let's see how this process is. Let's see what I need to work on for next year, you know, and I think that's kind of what we think for Jalen Williams. Now, who knows? He may get there and people fall in love with him and he shoots up draft boards, Uh, but. I think for right now, most of us think that he'll be back at Arkansas and just kind of testing things out, see where where things are. Um, and with that, you know, kind of hanging out there. If you're if you're a transfer and you're looking to come in and play, with that kind of hanging out there, plus you know Travon Brazil coming in, uh, who has tons of upside. Uh, I don't know if that's like a situation where like a senior transfer, you know, is is just like ready to to jump on, you know, because. Must is going to play eight, (laughs) (laughs) no matter what happens with with all these guys coming in. They're going to play eight. So, right. um, I I think these are two really nice additions. I've I've been looking at them the last couple of days, watching their videos and stuff. I think they got a lot of potential. And uh, Arkansas is going to be, you know, as long as Jalen Williams comes back, they're going to be very big and very good defensively. And I would look for. One more spot, probably, uh, you know, six-six wing type, of guy.
2: But again, he can only play eight. And if Jalen Williams comes back, mm-hmm. it's back to that's back to twelve scholarship players. And maybe there's and there's only what four other guys on the team right now, other than Jalen, that were there last year. So it's not like too many more guys can leave. But you never know, do you? Yeah. Oh,
3: and we forgot all about Connor Vanover. That happened today yeah. too. I mean, that, yeah. I think we all expected that to happen. Yeah, Uh, But, uh, yeah, he entered the portal today, too. So uh, it was just – I had a list of things I was going to try to get done today, but it was just – it was not in the cards for this Wednesday. Well, I've got
1: 13. I mean, right now, adding the two Mitchell twins, uh, that's 13. And that is leaving Jalen Williams on the roster. He is part of that 13. Uh, So if if you're saying, Trey – one more six-six wing type player, and that means either Kamani Johnson, Jackson Robinson, Devo Davis. That's just about it. Jalen Williams. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Be, uh, that was that's yeah. it.
3: That was yeah. a doorstop, by the way.
1: <laughs> well, we're having all kinds of neat
3: sounds that's today. Right. What else can yeah. we throw in there? Mm, I don't know. I can't can replicate the sound just to
1: prove that that's what it was. <laughs> well, Makai Mitchell is 6'9", 230. <laughs> he averaged 9.9, 7.3 rebounds, 1.4 blocks. McKeel is 6'10", 245. Can you imagine trying to feed both of those guys at the same time? Uh, 10.7 uh, points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 1.7 blocks. Now, according to um, – is it Andrew that wrote the story originally? Yes. Andrew Ellis, yeah. He is saying rim protectors. Mackay uh, had seven double doubles. Uh, Scored in double figures 17 times. Uh, Season high, 18 rebounds. Um, Let's see, 52% from the floor, 30% beyond the three-point line. McHale started 26 games. Um, Let's see. He started out at Maryland and uh, ended up at at Rhode Island, he is rated the as a four-star, number 66 available transfer, and Mackay five-star transfer, 21st overall, according to um, – no, Curtis wrote this story.
3: Yeah, Curtis wrote the story. Yeah, and they're both playing, you know, like 25 minutes a game also.
1: Yeah, right and at those uh, 27, to, yeah. 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 So that's, uh, that's very solid. I mean, when you're talking two players of that size, then throw in, as you mentioned, Brazil, and then you've got uh, the newcomers coming in. But the newcomers really are pretty much all what you'd call guard at best, mm-hmm. maybe uh, small forwards, uh, threes. So all these yeah. guys were badly needed along that front line.
3: Man, I th- I just feel like with the guy with the level of passers that Arkansas is bringing in, guys like Nick Smith and uh, Anthony Black, and the finisher that Jordan Black uh, that Jordan Walsh is, and you know the addition, you know, and hopefully getting Jalen Williams back, and the addition of these two guys, and uh, Travon Brazil. I mean. I feel like we're going to get back to, like, Kareem Reid, Derek Hood, alley-oop after alley-oop after alley-oop. I, I just mm. feel like these guys can really, I mean, I just feel like they're really going to feed these guys down low with, uh, you know, and and also be able to clean up stuff. I mean, Musk knows what he's doing, obviously. Uh, that's, that's. I mean, you kind of just have to say, because I've seen some people are like, you know, oh, I thought we were going to get this guy or I thought we were going to get that guy, you know. Um, you just kind of have to trust Musselman. You know, he's he hasn't hit on every single transfer he's brought in. You know, there's been uh, a couple of guys in the last couple of years that just, you know, just haven't, haven't panned out, but plenty of them have. And so you just kind of got to trust in Mus.
1: Rick, I'm looking at this story. You made a statement that uh, both of these guys, or one of these, one of the, one of the Mitchell yeah, brothers is in the transfer. The, I mean, not transfer no. portal because yeah, they declared, declared for the draft.
2: draft, right? Okay. So you I'm got those two plus all, both of them did, and okay. Williams did. So you got three guys, but you got to believe at least a couple of them are going to be in school next year. Maybe all three yeah. of them,
3: or all.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just didn't read it in this story I'm looking at. By the way, um, I got this from our fearless leader, uh, close to the top of the hour. I can't. Uh, I'm so proud of Justin for spending all this time putting all this together. This is very informative and um, uh, concerning the Mitchell twins as they come mm-hmm. into the into the program. Trey, um, I didn't. I did not know this, and I, I want. I want to get back on what you were able to observe it at uh, practice yesterday but um, I didn't know this was out there 21 of 130 NCAA FBS level schools says they plan to have academic bonus payments to athletes this year I did not know this in response to a federal judge mandate The NCAA changed its rules in August of 2020 to allow schools to pay each of their athletes up to $5,980 per year as a reward for academic performance. The 21 schools out of 130 say they have plans in place to provide academic bonus payments. And... The list of schools is heavy. Of those 21 coming from the Southeastern Conference. Surprise, surprise! Nine Arkansas, Nine Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, LSU, Missouri, O Miss, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Didn't see Alabama on there. Didn't and see Alabama's Texas not
2: on there. Texas A&M, Tennessee, Mississippi State.
1: Now Tennessee is on there.
2: Oh, the list I saw I didn't have Tennessee, uh, and Mississippi State's down on there. And I don't believe Vanderbilt's on
1: there. Vanderbilt is not on here. Yeah, but Vanderbilt doesn't have to disclose that kind of information. That's true. I guess they don't, right? So they'd be they, a very Vanderbilt
3: different. thing not to participate <laughs> in that, anyway. You're here to make good grades. That's right. What do you need? To, what do you need incentive for? And that's yeah. kind of true, true. but true. Um, right. Sure. I mean, if you can find extra ways to
1: incentivize then yes yeah. go ahead and do it
2: that's right
1: well for a walk-on that would be a huge bone i would assume that would be applicable for walk-ons would it not
3: yeah i would I, I wouldn't say why not i mean they're helping the i i guess the overall gp i mean you don't even hear the word apr anymore uh, or you, you really don't see much academic issues anymore <laughs> to be honest no I mean they remember there was a while where they kept upping the standard up in the standard up in the standard um, but you don't really hear you don't really hear that much anymore about academic issues there there might be something that pops up every once in a while with a player. There's been a couple of guys here and there uh, that have had academic issues but it's it's not very often.
1: I would think with, again, all the academic aid that they have at their disposal, it would seem hard to believe you just almost would have to be uh, just refusing to go to class in order not to be eligible.
3: That is what it comes down to so much. I mean, if you're smart enough to get into college and you make your grades that, to get into college, and this is for any parent out there listening, if your kids flunking out of school or are on academic probation, the reason is because they're not going to class. It's not be, It's not because they're not smart enough to be there. It's because they're not going to class. Sorry to burst anybody's bubble out there, but that's what's happening.
1: That's, again, that, that, that pretty well says itself. Um, back to your practice report that you had. Uh, I'm going to make the assumption that A.J. Green – is the starting running back right now because mm-hmm. Raheem Sanders, basically, uh, is he not coming off with of some type of injury?
3: Yeah, he uh, he had a concussion. He was concussion, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, he was good to go in the scrimmage. I think Pittman said they only ran him like six times in the scrimmage, but uh, I think it's just, uh, you know, you had a little injury, you fall back and you move somebody else up. But it's also an opportunity to get other guys' look. You know, they do all kinds of stuff combo periods and stuff where they mix things up with different players. Um, you know, they, they've simulated stuff last year. I can remember, uh, like, okay, Ricky Stromberg's out. You know, what do we do? What do we, you know, shuffle this thing around? Um, and, you know, it, it, stuff like that helps them in the season because stuff like that pops up. In this particular one, you know, they had Dalton Wagner out on the offensive line. So what do they do? They, they move Brady Latham over to, to starting right tackle. Who's the starting left guard? And they elevate uh, Jalen St. John just to you know just to give it a look. How do we perform when we take this player out of the equation? You know they do all kinds of stuff like that, and they do did a lot of that in the scrimmage too. Uh, of course, get Crawford also worked right tackle as well with the starting group, but they they they're just going to mix things up.
1: Trey, switching back again to the uh, quarterback situation. Uh, what does that do now with? Lucas Coley out of the mix. Do they look at the transfer portal? Do they stand pat? Renfro will not be back until probably September at mm-hmm. the earliest. That would be four quarterbacks, which is pretty thin in today's game. What What do you think yeah. Arkansas will do at that position now?
3: Well, I don't know that they will – I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense to go out and add another one. I mean, obviously you probably – Try to bring in a walk-on, I guess, or two here and there. It may limit the uh, the amount of work that you had planned for Malik Hornsby at wide receiver because you know you're getting a real pickle if you lose him uh, to to some kind of injury or something. So (laughs) I don't know. They're just going to be thin, and I I think that's going to be a problem we're going to see with a lot of schools. You know, quarterbacks were already apt to transfer. They were before all this. You know, you don't have to sit out type of stuff. You saw quarterbacks transferring at a high rate anyway. And now, I mean, you got guys just dropping off in the middle of spring.
1: Crazy. That's all you can say. Crazy at this point. All right, hang tight, Trey. We've got one more segment with you. That is Trey Biddy yep. of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service. Rick Schaefer, I'm
0: Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. Mm-hmm. When you're on the road, we're the voices inside your head. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined now by the doctor of football. Dr. Fitzgerald Hill.
0: Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family-owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher.
1: Now, Fitz, wouldn't you love to be a head coach right now and you're almost at the halfway point of spring football and you find out one of your quarterbacks has decided he wanted to get into the transfer portal? I mean, how do you go about... Roster management in
4: today's game—it's a fluid situation. I mean, you don't—I mean, it—and it, you don't know. Every day is is, is a is a new frontier, uh, and and I think uh, when uh, Georgia's uh, what offensive line coach, who used to be the head coach of Ole Miss, in his statement when he came out and said he was stepping down, this is the one thing that he said: We you do not realize how much time we are now having to spend in coaching year-round because of, of of just this fact. In fact, there's many saying that now, all the coaches are trying to go, as many as possible can, into the NFL. Even though you're paying these lucrative salaries for coaches for, for co- collegiate coaches, they're at the highest rate. It's the management of, of trying to, if you're gonna lose somebody, you gotta recruit them year round. And then when you lose somebody, hey, you gotta go into that head coach's room, if that's your position, you gotta say, we losing somebody. And then, huh. you've been counting on them, that's not that wasn't comfortable when I was coaching, <laughs> you know, back 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 in back mm-hmm. in the early you know nineteen, I mean late nineteen nineties and early two two thousands, losing a kid in those conditions. Now I I can't even imagine the stress that's going on. And so hey man, coaches said you know if you get a long term contract and you can save your money, it's crazy, and, and, and uh, it's unfortunate. There's Great, gotta be what a dead period on
3: this on the portal. They've got yeah. to institute some type of dead period, so you know what you're working with on your roster, and I, you know, and, and with transferring stuff, you like you know, you don't love it to transfer in the middle of the spring, but I can understand that way more than transferring like in the middle of the season or something. Like if you're going to transfer, wait till your season's over, transfer in the off season, um, and then you know, I don't know if it's spring or or when it is but at some point you have to when you have spring football to you know help you gauge your roster and you know help you you know start preparing for the future and kind of get an idea of maybe where you want to recruit and stuff but after this spring there'll be there'll be more guys that'll transfer out Um, and you'll have to go out and find guys that you know to transfer in and it actually was beneficial for arkansas last year but at some point there's just there's got to be There's got to be some kind of deadline on this um, because coaches, you got to be able to put a team together. They've already instituted, you know, adding seven more spots to make up for the transfer portal, but you've got to, you've got to be able to, to put a team together uh, and then have some, some faith that, you know, somebody's not just going to bounce, you know, because they're a redshirt freshman in their fourth team,
1: you know. This also creates an interesting dynamic back to basketball for a moment. You keep adding these guys in. I I know they probably – Coach Musselman probably does not make a guarantee to a player of X number of minutes. But you would think the quality that they keep adding, combine that with the newcomers that are coming in, do you not believe? I know, Trey, you said a few moments ago that Coach Musselman only plays eight players – do you think his philosophy is going to have to change based upon the additions he's making to the roster? No. No. I mean, <laughs> I
3: think he's going to play eight <laughs> just, just the way he is. And, you know, there's guys that, you know, that, that they're adding right now that are, you know, guys that are coming in that, that aren't going to play. I mean, um, it's just just the way it is. I mean, they're – there may be guys that they've added in the transfer portal that, that don't end up playing. You know, that certainly has happened before. We've seen, you know, we're, we're sitting there Vance you know, Jackson. putting the lineup together and they're like, how are they going to get Vance Jackson on there? How are they going to get, um, you know, this guy and that guy? And, you know, eventually it just shakes out and guys don't play. So it'll it'll be the same way, which, I mean, I thought Shannon Derry had a good point the other day, just talking about, you know, teams more and more are going to where they're playing just eight guys. And maybe it is really time to start looking at, um, you know, making it six fouls instead of five fouls. I mean, because everybody's just playing eight. It's not like, you know, nobody's playing their whole bench and everything these days. So, and, you know, we've seen with Arkansas s- so many times where guy gets their second foul and we don't see him again, you know, for the whole half. So I know I'm going off on a different tangent there, but the bottom line is, must
1: is gonna play eight. <laughs> then why not take uh, ten scholarship max? You have a ten scholarship maximum. That gives. Well, gives three you got scholarships practice. you could give to another program. That dollar.
4: Injuries. Yeah, you
1: got. You got. Well, to practice, I understand though. that fits. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, go over trace thought of expanding to six to accommodate six fouls mm-hmm. to accommodate you know basically a six man rotation. Then. Yeah, but. What are they for?
3: Do we want to see J.D. Note on the bench or do we want to see him playing? What's What's best for viewership? I would rather see J.D.
1: Note playing. I agree with that. But I'm just simply saying from a yeah. dollar standpoint, if that scholarship is worth about $30,000 over the course of an academic year, why not put that money in another program? Okay. Never I, don't mind. Mind. <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't have an never
4: answer. Mind. Never mind. <laughs> but you know, to 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 your point though, coaches, and I'm just speaking from a coach's perspective, it whatever it takes to win, and I, and I think that's what you know that's the feather in Coach Busk's hat is that he's whatever if you know if it's if he can win with six, he'll play six. If it takes eight, he's gonna play eight. I mean, he that's that's the type of coach he is. It's it's not you know he's not guaranteeing anybody the minutes. He's a you know and you the proof is in the pudding. If you're putting up and you're balling, he's with you. And I mean it's, it. that's that's been his MO everywhere he's been. And so, you know, I I think if his roster depth increases that there's no drop off, you know, from from his from his personnel, you know, to he he may play a little bit more, but he goes with he you know, he, he, he goes with, with what he knows that's going to produce and it's been and his work very very successful for him everywhere he's been
1: No, you can't argue with the result no
4: and, 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 as, and as a coach you know a lot of folks say you know when when you know when great when you assembling great talent really when you look that's what coach saban does at alabama every year all right and so it's very competitive but at the same time, what, you, you're hanging a feather in Coach Must hat, so he's getting ready for the NBA. Well, why? Because that's usually what the NBA plays. It doesn't go any deeper than seven, eight players. All right, so, you know, you want to play in the NBA, you know, where it does hurt us when you start playing in tournament time and, you, and, and you're fatigued and when, and when, uh, you know, when, you know, when you start, and everybody's not that fatigued like in NBA where you have everybody playing the same amount of people playing every other night you playing a team that's playing eight or nine or possibly you know, an eight or nine and then you, a six then those minutes add up and then you have to look okay we're playing in 48 hours that extra step it's, it, it makes a difference in any sport to, to, to be able to come back and recover and play very very well because basketball unlike football putting the ball in the hole is the most important thing and man just to step off here putting your feet right going to the free throw line being fatigued I've seen like Belmont Probably 70, 80%, you know, I mean, 80, 90% free throw team in the country. You get them fatigued, step up in the, full, in, the, in the last five minutes, can't make one. Why? They're tired. And so all those things come into play. And and I think increasing that depth and having that quality depth that Coach Buzz has with those uh, All Americans and McDonald's and adding to that, yeah, you know, that's a reason that they're calling for him to possibly contend, you know, for the championship because of, of the talent base, which is merited.
1: All right guys, a hypothetical question's been posed um by way of our buzz text line. And that is what if you get a chance to add on for Dwaz meek, the six eleven. He is what trading the number one or two or three uh player in the transfer portal right now. Yeah. But what if you get an opportunity to I add want. him? Pardon yeah. me. He's top five everywhere I've looked. Yeah, okay, top Um, five.
3: Yeah. You add him? (laughs) (laughs) If you can add that guy, then you add him for sure. I mean, he's a guy that's uh, put up great numbers. He's 6'10". I mean, can you imagine as long as Jalen comes back, those two guys together? Um, So I don't think there's any question that if you can sign that guy, you sign him Mm -hmm. no matter what else.
2: Well, it's obvious Jalen Williams must be climbing up the the NBA list. And he may still come back, but it's obvious Musselman's trying to get protection in case he's not there next
3: year. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's what he gets paid for. He's got, he's right. got to cover his bases. And that's right. That's just kind of something that's just hanging out there right now, you know. He's you got don't know. this.
2: Yeah, you got this yep. incredible class coming in and but if there's nobody 6'9" or taller to to play with them, that'd be awfully difficult. So, he's got yep. two or three whether Williams comes back or not. Well, Brazil
1: was the first at 6'9", now you got yep. others that mm-hmm. are 6'10", six, 6'11" six, that he's added. And so all yeah. of them
2: are shot blockers and all of them are rebounders, every yep. one
1: of them. Yeah. Rim protectors and they can run the floor. So, yeah. It's an uh, interesting dynamic. Uh, from our Asher Record Service Company, life and feedback. Okay, I just kind of said that. Oh, ne- let me get Jay first. Mitchell, Mitchell, Williams, Davis, Johnson, Robinson, Smith, Jr., Walsh, Pinion Dunning, Brazil, Ford. That's, a, uh, that's 12, right? It's right. 13 because you left out Anthony Black. Oh, Black is okay. the one that's missing.
2: Hmm.
1: That would be 13. Doug says, you guys keep saying, Mus only plays eight players. You might want to rethink that with the roster he has coming in. I'll I'll, I'll put money on it
0: that he plays predominantly eight
1: next year. Wow. I like it. I like it. All right, let's step away for a moment. Trey Beatty of hogsports.com, 501-661-1037. The Doctor of Football, Dr. Fitzgerald Hill, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue.
0: The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Rick Schaefer along with the doctor of football, Dr.
0: Fitzgerald Hill. I'm Randy Rainwater. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, Dependable Towing and Vehicle Recovery Service. Ask for Asher.
1: I think that's a record. Number of times we played the intro for Troy. Think so? Well, he's (laughs) on longer tonight. Gotta be a record. Um, This from our Asher Wrecker Service company live feed feedback. Rick says, guys, why is the NCAA going after Memphis so hard? But giving Kansas, Kentucky, Arizona, no heat. According to the FBI sting investigation, these schools were all involved.
3: Doesn't Kansas have five infractions, major? Yes, yeah. they do. Level one, one no infract- less. Level one. Yeah.
2: Did you read Wally Hall's column this morning? What he What yeah. he said about Kansas. He said Kansas is basically telling the NCAA, "Go away. We haven't done anything wrong." Now that's obviously a line out of a column, but. What kind of a defense is that? And if it works, everybody ought to try it, right? <laughs> I mean, can you just tell the NCAA that? Hey, we're, we're clean. That's just hard to grasp.
3: Yeah, usually the response is like your own list of self-inflicted infractions.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Or self-inflicted penalties. And they haven't done that so far. No. I mean, in that regard, Wally is right. There's been no... No penalties. They haven't suggested of obviously setting out the tournament or anything.
2: Hey, they're the NCAA champions. They're the NCAA champions. What happens if they do find them guilty? Or or, are they going to have to give it up? Who knows? And what an
3: interesting. I guess it uh, depends on what they deem the eligibility of certain players and and whatnot. I, I guess you know it's interesting. The the opposite approach. It took LSU a couple of years to do it, but LSU is pretty much just admitted guilt by
2: firing yeah, your head coach. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and maybe that's where Kansas isn't going to admit guilty, even if they are guilty, then maybe they're just not going to admit it. And so, and, and there's Emirate, the president of the NCAA, just cheerfully handing the trophy to the, as Randy pointed out, I didn't catch this, the Kansas City Jayhawks uh, at the uh, <laughs> NCAA
4: tournament. Well, you're innocent until proven guilty.
2: Yeah, you're right. Is, but, I mean, but, that is true. Yeah. But, but Even so if far, you're Will
3: Wade and we have you on yep. tape. Yeah,
4: that's yeah, right. but, <laughs> due process. Due process. They finally, due process.
2: <laughs> yeah, they finally proved him guilty. And so far, nobody that was in this FBI investigation has gotten off with nothing. Oklahoma State got it. LSU. So there's still four or five schools left. We'll see what happens.
4: But Arizona,
2: you, Arizona fired their coach a few years ago, so they were one of them.
4: But but the USC deal with Reggie Bush taking the trophy and the yeah. championship away—that's a precedent case now. Yeah. Oh, and they right.
1: hammered them. Yeah. I, they also hammered. If you remember. Yeah. Big time scholarship reductions mm-hmm. to USC.
4: So yeah. but, but I'm not.
3: am not a big fan of removing and taking away stuff. No, me either. I'm, yeah. I, I would they say want punish. It. That's right. Punish Ford. Don't tell people. Right. I, I, I use this analogy. Uh, I told my daughter to clean her room, she came down and said she cleaned her room, so I gave her a piece of candy as a reward. And then I went upstairs, and the room was a disaster. So I went and told her, I said, you know that piece of candy I gave you earlier? You did not enjoy that.
2: <laughs> but- even, if, even if maybe she did, huh? But, they, but just like you just said, I mean, vacated victory. What the heck is that? A vacated yeah. victory. That's not a forfeit. It's, it's like yeah. the game never happened. That, that's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard of. It does, and the team that victory. they play
3: doesn't get the win. They still have a right. loss. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. yeah.
4: But you have precedent cases. And, that, and that's the reason the NCAA draws so much criticism, because there's so much inconsistencies. And, and, and and you know, really, if you think about it, everybody looks at the NCAA as, as like the Supreme Court and, they, and they're and they going back and, and trying to evaluate for fairness. Well, the NCAA is the college presidents and, and a yeah. group of administrators that if you have relational equity with that group of people, your sentence may not be as severe as and some others. Exactly right. And that's the issue. That, and yeah. and nobody is looking at that because if you can call over there. And I'm the same way in accreditation in higher education. If you know somebody, peer review is what it's called. So it's a peer review where you call over to the president and said, hey, look, you going to be voting on this. Uh, we sure would hope you would be kind to us and we're going to do better about ourselves. Hmm. And that's what the deal is. So you need a very objective courtroom like you do. A Supreme that said we're going to look at this and we're going to be consistent. That would clean up the whole process. But because of inconsistencies, that's why there's so much frustration.
3: And back in 2000 ish, when Arkansas was. From the NCAA cloud, obviously. Uh, it was a three-year investigation yeah. that did way more damage to, to recruiting than Absolutely. any penalties that yeah. they could have handed down. Yep, That's
2: right. And, you know, I was talking with Nolan earlier today, since we were talking about this being his last appearance this year, and we hope we can work it out again for next year, and we recalled that 96 recruiting class. It was rated the number one class in the, in the United States, mm-hmm. but two of the best players were got had to leave the team halfway through the season. And as Nolan was saying, Arkansas and Arkansas made it to the sweet sixteen anyway. They might have been at the final four again if those two guys were on the team. And and yeah, one of them ended Adebayo, up getting
3: reinstated. Atabayo <laughs> got to come back. Uh Pate didn't obviously. Um yeah. Towns but, Marlin Towns, was that his name? Yeah, and
2: he yeah and he left after his freshman year. But the
3: point and is And there but there were other guys like uh School. Yeah, it was like the number one junior college
1: player in the country who never made it to campus. Right,
3: that's right. Uh, and then I think there were maybe a couple others. Something,
2: but there were You had there Jesse was,
1: Payton and Marcus Saxton. Saxton didn't Saxton make it didn't to make campus. it. Yeah, but
2: nonetheless, enough were there. But the NCAA thing, basically, as Nolan said, it set it his recruiting back three years. And you went from being a Final Four all the time to now you can't get great players to come because everybody's saying, well, they're going to be on probation. You can't play in the tournament. And so that, that, it was a very damaging investigation that turned out not only to have no penalty, but get one player reinstated.
1: But that's where you need NIL money. Is when you're I think these others have been able to continue no matter with the cloud that's been over their head. Kansas, Arizona, Memphis, you picked you pick the school. Most of those have not skipped a beat. Is it because, again, they've continued to buy, pay players? Or is it now the NIL that's kicked in to where they continue? Well, it's been –
3: the NCAA's uh, intent hasn't done jack squat, really. I mean, we were talking uh, Penn State deserves the death penalty, you know, for everything that happened with Jerry Sandusky stuff. And they were right back in a couple years, right back being competitive again. Um, You know, and, and, you know, top ten ranked sometimes. Uh, you know, Ohio State had the whole Tatgate deal, and remember the NCAA was just going to cripple Ohio State, uh-huh. and two or three years later, they won the national championship. Yeah. Uh, Baylor, all the stuff that was going on with Baylor, Baylor will never recover. You know, Baylor can't recover from this. The fired Art brow's never be the same. Well, two coaches have had excellent seasons mm-hmm. at Baylor since that time in just a, a short amount of time, so um, really, when, when you look at it, it's almost like uh, it is the the cloud of uh, investigation that can hurt you more than any penalties that get levied uh, against you, because we've seen time after time where programs just bounce right back like nothing happened. I mean, Alabama is certainly one of the most investigated programs. They seem to be doing okay.
1: Yeah, i take Alabama's success, particularly in football. Yeah. All right, Trey, we will visit with you tomorrow that is trey biddy okay. of be brought to you by asher record service company coming up next the coach coach Nelson richardson thanks to slim chickens drive time sports will continue